not a close family are you? <laughs> welcome to meet me at the movies i am noel t manning the second uh thanks for joining us right here at c19 tv and if you're listening uh, online uh, to the radio show version of this the podcast that's wg wg.org uh we talk movies uh, every single week and we laugh about random things that have nothing to do with movies just because we can that's right, just because we can. I'm joined over beside, uh, beside camera one. That is Zorba the Greek. Zorba, welcome. welcome. Wow, I'm Good. trying to remember who played Zorba. Anthony... Perkins. No, yeah, Anthony Peck. That was, that was Anthony, Norman Bates. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. No, Anthony Zuella. Anthony... Uh, uh, I can see his face. Anthony Quinn. Anthony Quinn. Yeah. You are correct. I don't see? look anything like him. Anthony Quinn, no, but... But we're going to talk about international stuff, so that's where the oh, yeah, there's a motive for thing. That's for right. That's right. That is Greg Tillman uh, over beside camera one. Uh, to my right, uh, we're happy to have Catherine Manning back, the Critics Choice Scholar. Catherine, good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you for the first half of the show. Then you're going to take off and, and go help your mom do something uh, productive, mm -hmm. which is great. I'm, sure. I'm proud of you for that. And, Even uh, though you don't know how to spell her name. I know. Yeah. She's your daughter. Yeah, and that's what we're talking about when the credits ended, I think. So. <laughs> I thought you two were closer. Yeah, than it's that. not Catherine. Thought so too. But yes, sorry. Never mind. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> give me another. You think you know someone for 22 years, <laughs> but you don't. You know, give me some time. I maybe, maybe I'll, I'll smell an awkward family reunion. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tim, Tim, back there on the Tim cam. How are you, buddy? Good to see you, man. Yeah, and Christian, Christian Jessup will be back Who? with us. Who's he, that yeah, guy? Yeah, I know. He's. Uh, we're gonna hear some things about his Disney. Trip. He's been on hiatus working at Disney. Uh, he's been dressed up as Pluto. And uh, so we're looking forward to hearing his thoughts on that. And Tim is as well. So we're going to talk about that uh, during the uh, first half of the show. So is Pluto, we've had this conversation about <laughs> Pluto and Goofy. Pluto's a dog. Yes, but then so is, uh, so is his owner, right. Goofy. Exactly his owner. Yeah, that's, that's not right. That's not right. I agree completely. So we're going to get to the bottom of that in the uh, second half of the show. Catherine, you've got a lot to talk about this week. Actually, do. you really don't. don't. But uh, you're going to talk about two movies. <laughs> you're going to talk about an original made-for-Netflix film mm -hmm. uh, with Kelsey Grammer, who many will know from the TV show Cheers and also Frasier. And uh, also Kristen Bell. What mm -hmm. was that? You looked strange at me, Greg. I always what? look strange at you. No, I don't know. Not, I, <laughs> okay. And uh, Chris, picking on me. Leave Kristen me Bell. I'm just um, minding my business over here. You, just, <laughs> you talk Chris, about your little movies. Kristen Bell, Veronica <laughs> Mars, and uh, and what else is she Frozen. recently? Frozen. Yeah, she's been she's been able to do TV. Who was she in Frozen? She was. Um, which one? Which Anna. character? Anna? Anna? I don't think I knew that. I think, yeah, yeah. Anna okay. the Redhead. Anna the Redhead. Yeah, there you go. You ought to know that. Uh, so we've got that, and we'll also talk about a Jennifer Garner uh, mm -hmm. film that we need to be checking out in the next few weeks. Uh, but first, a little bit of uh, movie news. This may not be on your rundown, uh, Tim, but um, the movie uh, last weekend opened up. It is there. All right. <laughs> he doesn't like it when you throw <laughs> surprises at Well, this is a movie kudos and movie news. We're talking about uh, Crazy Rich Asians. This is really a, a film that exceeded expectations, exceeded the box office expectations of what they anticipated. Uh, it's a film that really uh, speaks to the international diversity of what we're seeing at the box office here in the U.S. 
um, really going back to my, my big fat Greek wedding, the, what it did in 2002, this movie is doing as well. It's reaching an audience well beyond its target audience and finding incredible success. Um, this is the biggest opening ever. Opened it up in at number one, the first um, film that's an Asian-led cast to open up at number one, and all Asian-led cast open up at number one ever in the history of, of U.S. cinema, so that's pretty impressive. Uh, and to me what this shows is uh, films that, that focus on love and comedies that focus on love. It doesn't have to be your standard American-led rom-com to is find love. success. Love is love. It's, yeah, love is universal. Yeah. And so, um, so I have not had a chance to see this film. I really want to. And it's one of those that just looks like a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Any thoughts on, on this movie? I'm excited about it. The trailer looks really funny. And um, it has someone, I think, named Aquafina, yes. who has been in Oceans 8 recently. Yeah. Aquafina. Um, I love that water. Yeah, it is good water, isn't it? <laughs> it is good, really good water. Aquafina. And I've seen some interviews <laughs> with her, some clips, and she just seems like a lot of fun. Yeah. So I'm excited about yeah. checking it out. Yeah, I am too. I haven't seen the trailer, but the buzz is really good yeah. on it. And uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it in the 90s. Oh, yeah. It, it's yeah, um, 96%. And, 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 um, the audience score is, is high as well. So a lot of success for this. So uh, next week, hopefully, we can spend some time talking about uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Give you our <laughs> thoughts on it. Uh, an, another new film that opened up in theaters uh, over the course. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. Another, another film that opened up in theaters last weekend uh, actually did not exceed uh, expectations from a box office standpoint. Actually, it was well below what they had hoped. Uh, this is the new Mark Wahlberg uh, film uh, directed by uh, Peter Berg, who is also an actor. Uh, he and Mark Wahlberg have done several films together. Uh, the movie is called Mile 22. Uh, they've teamed up previously three times, uh, Lone Survivor, Deepwater Horizon, and Patriot's Day. So this is the fourth time this actor and director have teamed up. Uh, this time it's an action spy thriller. Uh, really high-octane uh, action sequences, fight sequences, some great editing uh, in this movie. Um, your adrenaline, if it was not pumping before you go into this film, it will be when you leave. Um, some pretty interesting twists and turns in the plot as well. Uh, Wahlberg stars as a CIA operative by the name of James Silva, uh, who leads this specialty uh, train team really looking to transport this mysterious foreign um, law enforcement officer who has secrets about the country and maybe some other secrets you're not sure about. So the goal is for this uh, Wahlberg-led team to transport this guy 22 miles to an air strip and get him out of the country. If he gets him out of the country, if the team gets him out of the country, then he will share some secrets that can change the whole complexion of what's happening in the world. That's what the story is really all about. And it's called 22 miles because there's 22 miles between- Mile 22. Mile, sorry, thank you. Thank you, Mile 22. Thank you, Catherine. Can't spell my name. I Can't know. say the movie name. Well, we'll, we'll do a Miles uh, tribute uh, in a few weeks for a take five. But Mile 22, um, it's called that because it I'm takes. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's 22 miles from the uh, from the U.S. Embassy to this airstrip, and uh, so the, the movie really is is filled with. Listen to some of these things: um, armed agents, uh, madmen on motorcycles, knife wielding psychos, and sleepy diners. Yep. Uh, what else is in there? Um, High-rise combat, gunfight scenes, martial art, hand-to-hand -hand combat, all of that. High-tech gadgets, 
massive stunt work and some um, interesting things about the lead character. Uh, Wahlberg, his character has a lot of quirks and you get his backstory in kind of the opening title sequence, which kind of shows you who he is, where he came from, which I thought was pretty interesting. The concept of this film was to start a franchise. That's why Peter Berg and Wahlberg kind of came together in this. They said, this can be a franchise starter. It, you know, every other film he's done has been kind of films that weren't uh, beginning a franchise. So he did Transformers, but he was kind of toward the tail end of that. Right. These other films were kind of one-off films. Deep, Deepwater Horizon, that's a one-off. That's a one-off. Patriot's Day, talking about the Boston yeah. Marathon bombing, yeah. one-off. Uh, Lone Survivor, a historical film, one-off. And so uh, Wahlberg said, you know, I'd really like to have a film that I, I could take on and I could be the franchise lead. And you could see that with some quirks of this character. Um, he's a, you know, he's an action star. He's a super brilliant spy, um, but he's got these um, these quirks that almost border, I would say, um, Aspergers in nature, um, and and they don't really give a name to it. At one point, you've got characters talking about what that name is, and all of them have different names for it. Right. And, and some say he's just a jerk, so they don't use the term jerk. Right. But um, but anyway, the, the film itself, uh, Ronda Rousey in this, John Malkovich also co-star in this. Uh, one of the things to me, the, the setup for it was really sluggish. The first 20 minutes, giving you all the backstory, really took a lot more time than I think it needed. But once it got past that 20 minute, minute mark, uh, the next hour and 10 minutes was just kind of nonstop action. And it, it did bring me in, bring me in uh, and, and make me want more. Uh, the film will leave some viewers um, unsatisfied because it, it doesn't leave you with a cliffhanger, but it does leave you with some questions. Uh, that's not necessarily always bad, and to me it didn't bother me, but I can see some viewers going to the end of this, leaving it going, I can't believe that they left me hanging there or there. So did they, did they have the cliffhanger because they were hoping for a sequel? or bad writing? No, I, I think it was hoping for a sequel. I mean, when you know the backstory, I think they really were hoping for a sequel. So some movies just happen. don't end. No, this one, um, this one, it, it does complete a chapter. And so if you're looking at this as a chapter, it completes a chapter. Right. But, it, um, but it does leave some character questions out there uh, with, a few of the, with a few of the main characters. So, uh, you know, I'm giving it a B minus. Uh, I thought it was, was good but not great, but, uh, but I would go back and watch more. Is it going to make enough for a sequel? I don't think so. No. Um, I don't think so. Um, but, but I think uh, you know, Peter Berg and Wahlberg are both producers for this, so I could see them putting some of their own money into this. I think it was a $35 million um, That's budget, peanuts by today's budget for the film. Yeah. Um, hey, Christian, you know the box office mojo numbers. Uh, will you look those up and let us know? Uh, I think it was around $35 million and, and, and give us some feedback when we come back in but if, yeah that's not a, a Disney film he's not going to know. <laughs> <laughs> but 35 million that's not that's not a lot of money by yeah, today's standards yeah, right. especially for an action yeah, film. Yeah. So uh, B minus uh, for for that film mile 22. So let's get your thoughts Catherine on this um, made for Netflix original. Netflix does a lot of original movies most now. Most of them aren't good though, right? Most they, have of a, them, they have a bad batting record. Yeah, most of them are not good. I'd say maybe 35% of them are good. Yeah. Does that Something sound like about that. right? Yeah. So well, let's get your thoughts on this uh, film. Uh, what's it called? It's called Like Father. Like I father. shouldn't know that because I'm a father. <laughs> he well, doesn't know his daughter's name. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Catherine, don't worry about a Father's Day card next year. <laughs> nah. 
Okay. Save your money. No birthday cards. No, that's okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. No worries. No worries. Well, this film stars Kristen Bell, Kelsey Grammer, um, and it's directed by Seth Rogen's wife, Lauren. It's her directorial debut. Um, and it's just, it's a film, it's a really heartfelt, funny film. Um, Kristen Bell stars as a woman who's a workaholic. Um, all she cares about is work. I mean, she has her cell phone on her all the time, always checking emails, um, never spending time with family or friends. So she gets left at the altar on her wedding day. And um, she decides to take her long lost father, Kelsey Grammer, on her honeymoon. Um, because it's paid for. Why not? Right, no, right. Uh, and so um, they end up going on this cruise to Jamaica. And it's just a really fun film. I mean, there's some really great scenes. It includes karaoke, um, game shows. And they're just, they have fun together. And so they reconnect. Okay. Um, and I mean, there's some like very dramatic points to it as well. It's not, you know, laugh, laugh, laugh. Right. Kristen Bell's known for her comedy, I would say, in the more recent years that she's done things. Um, but it was, you know, very heartfelt. And yeah. um, it was them reconnecting, and there were some really fun scenes, but there were also some really deep emotional scenes as well. Okay. Um, and so I give it a B minus. A okay. little slow in some areas, yep. but overall just a really sweet film. And I think for um, Lauren Rogan's directorial debut, I was very impressed. Okay. Good deal. You like Father. I like Kelsey Grammer. I like Kristen Bell. I love well. Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he, he's always interesting. And, and I like her too. B minus for Like Father uh, available on Netflix now. Uh, before the break, tell us about this new Jennifer Garner film that I'm really looking forward to that opens up in just a few weeks. Well, anyone who knows me knows that I love Jennifer Garner. She's just my favorite. I just love her. I think she's classy and she has done really well with her career. Um, but Peppermint is very reminiscent of her days on the show Alias. Um, and she plays um, a woman who has lost her um, husband and daughter in a tragic accident. Um, and she kind of becomes this vigilante um, because no one is really concerned with you know what has happened to her so she becomes a vigilante so that no one ever has to experience what she's experienced yeah. so I'm very excited yeah. about this um, yeah. she's taken on more like more uh, I think softer roles I mean not yeah, in a bad in way previous, in the previous years but yeah. in you know in previous years it's been more rom-coms and mm -hmm. things like that so I'm excited to see her kind of get back into the action which is what started her career. Yeah, I, I am too I am too I'm looking forward to that it, it very much looks like a, a death wish with a female lead awesome all right Catherine thanks for joining us uh, we're gonna take a break right here on meet me in the movies on C19 TV and WG.org. WG um, we're going to come back. Christian Jessup, uh, the other uh, Critics' Choice scholar, will be joining us. Uh, he's back here. He's getting ready. He's done his research. He's going to spend some time chatting with us about a couple films, including the critically acclaimed Eighth Grade. Really, uh, really excited to hear Christian's thoughts on that. And then if we get time, we'll talk about The uh, Darkest Minds right here on Meet Me at the Movies on c Things in life are free, but you can give them to the birds and bees. I want money. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want. Your love gives me such a thrill, but your love will 
and pay my bills. I want money. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. Welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies. We're not really the clearest water I've ever seen in my life. That water is pretty amazing. Uh, it really is. It's, uh, it's is the, the most, Aquafina we were it's talking about earlier? It's the Aquafina water. It's the Aquafina water that makes wow. the bottles invisible. Welcome <laughs> back to Meet Me in the Movies on C19 TV and WGWG.org. Noel T. Manning, the second here, uh, Greg Tillman over there beside uh, camera one. Uh, we've got uh, Tim Foster uh, on the uh, Tim Cam uh, making sure that we survive uh, back oh. in Mission Control. And we've got Christian Jessa back. The Critics' Choice Scholar is back joining us uh, after like a month and a half. It's been a month it's and a half. Longer than that. I it's been a while. It's been a long I'm time. Trying, I was trying maybe. to remember the last movie I talked yeah. about on here, and I honestly don't know yeah. if I can. He's been at Disney World since May. He has. So. He's been on hiatus uh, working at Disney. And uh, let me ask you this: When you wear those costumes, do they really stink? I mean, they, they do. really smell as they bad. Have to. I, I mean, you have to think like 90 degrees all summer yeah. long, full of sweaty people. You know, yeah. like. Do you hang like one of those little uh, Christmas tree? Uh, things you hang from your rear view mirror. <laughs> you like hang that on the inside. Take it under the nose, just sniff it. Like, all right, it's going to be okay. Wow. Well, welcome back. We're glad to have you, man. Um, Good to be glad, back. Glad that you're here. Do you ever walk in and Mickey just goes, ah, oh, not again? He's back. <laughs> <It's him> again. <laughs> well, yeah, you think you they know me by now? I haven't been to Disney in a long time. Mm -hmm. I haven't either. And there, um, I haven't been since the whole Star Wars connection. Now, yeah. I, I've been to like Star Wars days mm -hmm. and weeks, but not now that they've owned Star Wars. So what are some new exhibits that you're kind of blown away with? Avatar is one of those. Avatar uh, came out last year or two years ago, I think, and it is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, I've never been in something quite so immersive. And um, I really didn't care that much for it. I mean, Avatar came out in 09, I think. And so I didn't really, I wasn't excited for Avatar, yeah. but once they opened the world, it's yeah. breathtaking. The rides, the simulators they have, you would just believe that you're in this totally different world. It's are incredible. most of them virtual, or are they? Yeah, real? yeah. See, those make me sick. I can't do that. There's one virtual one, and there's one. I think, the, I think one. Universal or whoever has the Potter stuff. Yeah, Harry I Potter. think most of those are virtual. I can't. Yeah, do that. Mm -hmm. I yeah, mean, I, it, I did the same thing. It's Star just Wars incredible. virtual too. And then they're working on Star Wars Land. It's not open yet, but yeah. I think most of those will be virtual as well. They just opened Toy Story Land. That's what I went for the most yeah. recent time, yeah. and it's so fun. You're walking in. Everything makes it seem like you're toy size. They have giant Lincoln Logs oh, and Tinker Toys. I feel that way most of the time. <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> that sounds awesome. It's so great. I'll have to check it out. So you did some research for us. I did. Because um, we before the break, we were talking about Mile 22. Uh, and the budget for that, and there may have been something else. So yeah, so I probably have way more information than you ever wanted, but it probably. had a $35 million budget, and okay. it got a $13 million return opening yeah. weekend. Not yeah. great. Um, and interesting enough, each Peterberg and Mark Wahlberg collaboration has gone down in box office. Hmm. Um, Lone Survivor was their first and right. biggest box office, followed by Deepwater Horizon, right. Patriot's Day, and it looks like this one's going to pan out to be their lowest. Wow. Wow, Overall. that may be the end of their collaboration. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know because I mean they they enjoy working with each other. It True. may be the end of uh, uh, the studio giving them well, yeah, that's bugs for it. Yeah. But but both of them have enough money that they can put in. I thought Deepwater Horizon was a good film. Well, and I like Patriots Day and, mm -hmm. and Lone Survivor. I mean I liked all four of these yeah. films too. I mean I didn't love them, but I liked them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thanks, man. Well, let's let's talk about this movie that's got buzz as far as one of the best films of the summer from a critical standpoint. 
I uh, don't know if you liked it or not, but let's get your thoughts on the movie. It's called Eighth Grade. Yeah, and so Eighth Grade is a pretty simple premise. It's following a girl as she's about to make her transition from the end of eighth grade to starting ninth grade. It's like that spring semester, and you just kind of get to live life in her shoes for a while. And honestly, it's just a great film, wonderfully captures the teenage mind, and I think one of the best modern versions we've seen of what life as a teenager wow. is really like. So accurate, um, really focuses a lot on the technological aspect of things, which I haven't seen many films do yet. Yeah. You see a lot of teenagers talking to each other, but the whole time they're talking, they're looking at their phone, but like having a conversation with the person beside them who's looking at their phone. Um, you really get to see how affected both positively and negatively our main character gets when someone has a bad comment on Instagram or if she gets no views on her video blog on YouTube or if someone loves a picture that she posted. So it's really interesting. Wow. And Elsie Fisher is the star. I don't think she's been in anything before now, but it was just really, she did an incredible job. Um, you felt everything for her, and she just had such a realistic performance, great emotional range from a young actor. Very cool. Um, yeah, you know, these coming-of-age films, I think they all speak to different generations, mm -hmm. and when you can find one that can speak to that current populace, I think you've got something. Yeah. This one sounds like it's, it's doing just that. It, it should, and what's interesting is, and what I kind of disagree with, is it's rated R. Okay. And I think that that and its limited release is really keeping teenagers from seeing this film when I really think they should and they could learn a lot from it. Um, the R rating comes from the language. I mm -hmm. counted it up as I was watching it and there's four uses of the F word. And mm -hmm. to be rated PG-13, you can't have more than two uses of that right. word. So and it's, it's kind of limiting its target audience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so that was really frustrating because I was like, how hard would it have been for the studio or the filmmaker to yeah. say, you know what, we can take two of those out to keep it at PG-13. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I don't think parents should be too concerned if they were wondering about possibly taking their teenagers to see this film. I don't think that they should let the R rating deter them because it really was very mild and really close to being a PG-13. Talking film. about Frozen, you know, they had to take two out to get the PG for Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> so why can't they do it? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a much different film. Exactly. Much Frozen. different film. Yeah. So what's your rating for 8th grade? I gave it a B plus. Okay. Re really solid piece of filmmaking, and I think it really speaks to the generation, like you said. Uh, B plus for 8th grade, and uh, we do have uh, time to talk briefly about a film that I don't think uh, either <laughs> one of us will be giving a B plus. Uh, Darkest Minds, uh, this is based on the young adult book series. Uh, it's a dystopian uh, story that explores what happens when this strange disease affects children. It kills some. And those that, uh, that survive this disease end up with these supernatural powers. Um, adults are having a hard time understanding how to deal with this because you've got kids that are stronger and more powerful than you. And so uh, the surviving kids are put into these uh, education, labor, detention camps. Mm -hmm. Probably the best way to describe it. And uh, they're kind of weeded out by what their abilities are. If you're smart, you're in this category. If you have uh, this particular thing you can do. If you can control electricity, you're on this category. So they separate them out. And there's one uh, particular um, kid who uh, has powers well beyond what is expected. I'm not gonna try to give a whole lot away, but um, she basically finds a way to escape with the help of someone on the outside and she joins with another group of kids that are facing similar things and they're looking for what is out there? What's that journey beyond that? And can we find other kids that are like us? So that, am I missing out anything? No, I think that's that, that was a, a pretty important. good summary of it all. Uh, so let me get your thoughts on it and see how much they Ooh. mirror mine. Oh, go ahead, um, did you have a question? Sounds like a kind of a knockoff on the X-Men. 
Is it? Well, a little bit. I mean, it, it's got some X-Men elements Definitely. to it, that's for sure, as well as a lot of other dystopian young adult things. Yeah, just mix Angst. every young adult novel yep. that's become a film, and you would probably have this one. Yep. Did not enjoy it. Very derivative. Um, and I'm sure it was a great novel, but yep. it just did not make for a good film. There was a romantic subplot that like just made me groan every time it came on screen. It was just so, it, it was almost like a parody that you would see of a romance. Um, very weak villain. Mm -hmm. um, very telegraphed, not yep. as much of a surprise as I think they would have hoped. Um, I will say the one thing I did like is there was a very nice group uh, familial dynamic between the four co-stars, teenagers. Um, I thought they all interacted well with each other, but past that, just a very, very paper-thin plot and yeah, movie. Yeah, you're right there with me. I, I, I think it was a, a movie that had promise, and, and of course, if you've got a book series, of course it's going to have promise. I mean, mm -hmm. you're not going to have that many books for it to happen. It lacked the follow-through. It felt incomplete on a lot of different levels. One of the, the reasons it felt incomplete is because they were hoping it would be successful and they would do more with it, but even this didn't feel, it, it it felt like they tried way too hard. There were scenes that were not needed. Mm -hmm. You had these musical montage things that happened. It was like, you could have taken out that two minutes yeah. right away. I really, I mean, this, I, I went deep. I said, it's sad, it's pitiful. <laughs> really wow. um, horrible approach to storytelling. The characters were shallow and, and very much a predictable mm -hmm. narrative and stereotypes as well. D plus for me. Looks like a lot of money on the screen though. I've seen the trailer. It looks I, like they spent some big They spent some money. It. I don't know what, I didn't look at the budget. I didn't look at the budget I, I didn't either. Isn't this <laughs> like one of the worst reviews movie, reviewed movies of the summer? I, it's Seems gotta like be. It's I gotta be. Yeah. yeah. What, what if not the worst. I gave it a D plus D as plus, well. Yeah. And um, if I can go off on a little music tangent since I'm always the no, music really. guy on here. The, roughly the last 10 minutes of the film, it uses Divergent's score, the young adult film really? Divergent. And that's not something that many audience goers would notice, but me sitting there, I was just like, what, what's happening? And then like, it clicked that it was the music from Divergent. Wow. And I have a big problem with films doing this because you know, music is made specifically for a film. Yeah. And like, yeah. obviously people put pop songs in films right. and that's different, right. but a film score I think should be very special and very specific to that film. And that bothered me immensely that yeah. they would do that. I wonder why they would do something like that. I wonder if they ran short of, literally, I might be kidding, short of money. I don't know. That's I mean, it could be anything from the composer didn't create something the director liked, or the director didn't give the composer a chance and just really liked that score. Yeah. I don't know. We'll just go back to the studio archives from three, four years ago. <laughs> hey, that, that'll that was work. a good one. Yeah, that works. Well, thanks, man. D plus for D both plus. of us on The Darkest Minds. Uh, stay away from it. Uh, it's it's <laughs> not worth the matinee price, uh, not from my standpoint or yours either. Uh, we do appreciate you hanging out uh, with us, uh, talking movies every week. Christian, thanks for being back. Hope we can get you back again. I'll be back uh, in Disney at some probably. Point. Okay, probably so. <laughs> Greg, uh, thank you, man, uh, for just sitting there and looking pretty. And uh, Tim Foster, I appreciate you making Greg look pretty uh, with that camera work. That's brilliant stuff, man. <laughs> brilliant stuff. Uh, movie quote of the week, we will leave you with one. Uh, this is a movie that uh, make, makes me laugh every time I see it. Uh, Eddie Murphy, who played Donkey in Shrek from 2001. Can't believe it's been that long. Yeah. 2001. You know, it's kind of how I feel about this show. This is going to be fun. We can stay up late. We can swap manly stories. And in the morning, I'm making waffles. Until <laughs> next time, I'm an old teammate of the second for Meet Me in the Movies. That's a wrap. Man.